710 ESPN. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. And we're getting you set tonight with all the wagering and fantasy information you need for the NBA, MLB, golf. Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Bet LA with Anita Marks right now. I love how he says getting you ready for all the wagering. By the way, we've got Michael in for Tyler tonight. Rebecca uh, holding down the fort. Um, guys, good evening, good evening, good evening. Is that funny? Like the way the, the way he says the wage. It's like saying like, oh, like the Twitter or the Google. Check out the Google. I like I like how he says that. All the, all the wagering. <laughs> I just love it. All, and, and all I love the his, things. All the things. Oh, stop. Nah. If I had a dollar for every time my friend said all the things, all the things, I'd be, I'd probably spend that money. You'd be a very Uh, rich woman. No, I'd probably spend that money wagering even more. Um, All right. So we welcome you in. Uh, We've got a lot going on tonight. I don't even know where to begin. Um, So right now, the Celtics and the 76ers are going at it. Uh, We've got about less than two minutes and, and the Celtics are up 92 to 84. So about a minute 36 left. We'll see what happens. Uh, I did feel that the 76ers were going to seal the deal here uh, in, uh, in Philadelphia in the city of brotherly love. I did take the 76ers plus two and a half. So uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe Harden can hit some threes and we can stop talking about how, you know, he just wets the bed in the postseason. Hopefully we can stop that narrative because he actually has been delivering as of late. I also like the over here at 212 and a half. So obviously that's not hitting. What is hitting? My favorite bet was Marcus Smart over points and assists combined at 18 and a half. He's got 22 points. That's what he's sitting with right now. So there's that. I also liked uh, Brown over three pointers, over two and a half three pointers. He only has made one, uh, but he's gotten pretty beat up. it slipped on the on 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 the floor. I guess there was like some wet surface, what have you, and and something happened with his knee. So there's that. In in regards to the 76ers, um, Harden just 13 points, 0 for six from behind the arc. No bueno. Maxi having a big night again. Had 30 points his last game. 26 now. Can he save the night? Only time will tell. I will keep you posted, but uh, my gut right now is telling me with the Boston Celtics up 92 to 84 with a minute 36 left, uh, my gut's telling me that we are going to see a game seven. Let's get you ready for Phoenix and Denver. Um, I do like the Denver Nuggets tonight, plus two and a half. Uh, Give me the Nuggets and the points. Uh, I'm also, this is interesting. You could play a same game parlay, okay? That is something that does exist. So I'm going to take the Nuggets plus two and a half, and I'm going to play a same game parlay parlay with Jokic over 29 and a half points. Dude's a beast. Dude's a beast. And and I still like listen with all like does Embiid deserve the MVP? Absolutely. Does Giannis deserve the MVP? Absolutely. But I just I I just feel like Jokic. He just got he got he got slighted. He just got slighted. You know, he had his 10th triple-double the other night. He surpassed Wilt Chamberlain in the most triple-doubles in the postseason. But, you know, the voters didn't want to give it to him because they didn't feel that he, he was deserving to be in the same sentence or the same category 
um, as as the big three who've won it three times before. Nonetheless, um, it is what it is. Um, some other prop bets that I like in this uh, Phoenix-Denver game. I do like Booker over 31.5 points. Why not? Dude's been an absolute beast this postseason, has he not? Right? Who's been more impressive? Of course, you know, we're, we're, we're hosting the show in, in L.A., so majority of people are going to say A.D. But, um, but Booker has just been absolutely tremendous. And um, so I'm going to go Booker over 31.5 points. Also, I'm going to go Katie over 5.5 assists. So that game is about to tip off momentarily. So those are my plays. Nuggets plus 2.5. Jokic over 29 and a half points, Booker over 31 and a half points, Katie over five and a half. Okay. So, um, I, I just, here's, here's why I do like Denver. I feel like they have found the secret sauce in, in regard to how to beat the Denver Nuggets. And it's really unbelievable, right? Because it, let's be honest, it's really just two guys. <laughs> like the fact that Chris Paul is, is is inactive because of a groin injury? Does it really matter? Uh, you know what what was what was Chris Paul doing when he was healthy? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was is is point guard facilitator all that? But at the end of the day, um, it, it's really been Booker and KD who have led this this uh, this Phoenix Suns team. There's no denying that. But here's what I have seen from Denver. And, and again, another reason why I do believe they seal the deal and they win it tonight. They have slowed down Booker. Booker was 11 of 19 last game. Now, just slowing him down, I still think he gets over 30. But is he going to get over 40? Is he going to put up that 45, 48, 47 points? I don't believe so. But I do believe that I'm looking at him to, to, to finish somewhere around 32, 33, 34 points. So I do like the over of 31 and a half. Um, another thing is, man, Michael Porter Jr. finally found that groove and, uh, five of eight from downtown as a team, uh, they hit 13 of 27 and also Denver improved their, their transition defense. So a few reasons why, again, uh, that I do, uh, that I do like, like Denver tonight, by the way, uh, game over Boston does win 95 to 86, 95 to 86. So we will see a game seven on Sunday. How exciting is that? And we'll be back in Boston. Wow. 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 So that game has concluded. You've got the nuggets in the suns coming your way. Uh, just momentarily, I've just given you uh, the plays that I like heading into that matchup. And maybe I buried the lead here. And uh, which, by the way, really quick, we'll preview the show. Tyler Fulgham is going to join me. He's my partner in crime uh, with our daily wager show on ESPN to talk about the NFL schedule release that happened today. So we'll do a deep dive into the Rams. We'll do a deep dive into the Chargers. So buckle up for that. Uh, also, Andre, Andre Snellings is going to join me to talk some NBA, getting you ready. Of course, as we know, the Lakers trying to seal the deal, win in six, send Golden State home, back home, get ready for either the Denver Nuggets or the Phoenix Suns. I think it'll be Denver. So um, so Chris McGee, a.k.a. Geeter, is going to be joining us in about, oh, 22 minutes uh, to do a deep dive into some Lakers talk, find out what's the latest with AD. You know, 
he gets he gets hit in the elbowed in the head by Looney. Uh, talking speculation in regard to whether or not he's got a concussion or not, leaves the arena in a wheelchair, and then you've got Shaq and uh, and and Barkley making fun of him all night on TNT. I said really what they need to do, what the Lakers should have done tonight, is just play that in a, on a loop at the Lakers facility. Uh, not that I'm not saying that AD needs extra motivation, but um, but damn. They were, they were really, <laughs> and, and it's, I, listen, it's not funny. He got injured, wasn't sure if he had a, a concussion or not, and he just got just absolutely destroyed, not just by just Shaquille O'Neal and, and, and Barkley, but pretty much across the country that he had to leave the arena in a wheelchair. Um, so I, I want to believe that there's some going to be some added motivation there for 80, not just to show up and play, but uh, to be, uber aggressive and have a really good outing uh, against the Golden State Warriors tomorrow. So uh, we're going to do a deep dive into that Lakers Golden State Warriors game six matchup. That's coming your way. Like I said, in about 20 minutes. So hang tight for that. A lot of talk in regard to uh, the NFL schedule. Excited to dive into that. Um, I want to look big picture here first before we start diving into the Rams and the chargers um, specifically. So we'll do that. Andre Stellings is going to join us as well uh, to talk about uh, the NBA and uh, Gavino Borquez from the Chargers Wire USA Today is going to join us on the show as well. So buckle up. We're going to get you ready. Uh, NBA, NFL schedule release, some future bets out there. The XFL, their, their championship is coming your way on Saturday. I've got some picks and plays there. Golf, we got the Byron Nelson happening right now. Uh, the uh the 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 warmer warmer up <laughs> is that uh to uh the PGA championship uh coming your way next week uh which they tee off on Thursday right here in my own backyard at Oak Hill Country Club so uh we're 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 locked and loaded and so buckle up we're going to have some fun you're listening to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN Marks. Right now, let's get back to Bet LA and back to Anita Marks. It is Bet LA. Welcome in. Uh, if you're just tuning in, Boston did defeat the uh, Philadelphia 76ers 95 to 86. 95 to 86. So um, there's that. Uh, Marcus Smart, um, <laughs> 22 points. Tatum had 19. I mean, it, it, like I'm looking at the stats here and nothing really to write home about. Yeah, you had, uh, what, one, two, Boston had like one, two, three, they, five players in double digits. They only had two bench players. <laughs> two bench players. Uh, Tatum played 43 minutes, ended up with 19 points, eight, nine rebounds, and six assists. Um, you had Embiid with 26 points, 10 rebounds, but Harden did not deliver. 13 points, 9 assists, 7 rebounds. So uh, they, uh, the Boston Celtics live for another day and another game, which will be Game 7 on Sunday, and that will be fun. Uh, again, you've got Denver and the Suns that just tipped off. I'll keep you posted throughout the show uh, what the score is and, and, and again, some uh, so what the statistics are there. Uh, I do like Jokic over 29.5 points. 
KD over five and a half assists and Booker over 31 and a half points. That's what I'm rolling with tonight. So we'll keep you posted on whether whether or not those hit or not. But let's take let's take a look at what's going on in the NFL. Again, a big night tonight. The NFL releases its schedule. Unbelievable, right? What other league releases its schedule and like the world comes to a screeching halt? Only the NFL. This is why the NFL is king, right? So, um, <laughs> so a few things uh, to get you up to speed. Um, and that is, first and foremost, opening night is Detroit at Kansas City. Kansas City is favored by six and a half. The over-under is 53 and a half. Um, and this will be Thursday, September 7th. There's a lot of love for the Detroit Lions this season. And for good reason. Aaron Rodgers no longer in the NFC North. He's gone. Um, I think people are sleeping on the Minnesota Vikings, but that's neither here nor there. I think it'll be a battle between the Vikings and Detroit to win that division. Um, But I think it's interesting that they start the year, that Thursday night game kickoff of the season with Detroit and Kansas City. Again, Kansas City is favored by six and a half and the over under is 53 and a half. Uh, Thanksgiving, you've got three games as always. Uh, Green Bay at the Lions. Lions are favored by four. Washington at Dallas. Dallas is favored at five and a half. And it ends with the 49ers at Seattle. And I don't have that line. I don't think that line was out yet. So I don't have a line for, but it, it's not till November. But it's very interesting. You could lay, you could lay these wagers right now. These are these are active these are active wagers that you could actually lay right now. Um, and as we get uh, as after obviously Thanksgiving, we head into Christmas. Christmas Eve, uh, you've got Green Bay at Carolina. Green Bay is favored by one. You've got Dallas at Miami on Christmas Eve. Miami is favored by one and a half. That's pretty interesting. And then on Christmas Day, Monday, the 25th, um, you've, got, you've got three games. You've got Las Vegas at Kansas City. Kansas City is favored by eight and a half. The Giants at Philadelphia, that's going to be a good one. Philadelphia is favored by seven. And the Ravens at San Francisco. So the holidays, I'll, I'll tell you what, um, the, the NFL is, uh, is loving putting these, these NFL games on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Of course, we've had uh, Thanksgiving. That is a tradition, unlike any other, I would say, uh, but nonetheless. Also, this is fun. Michael, Rebecca, not sure if you heard of this. There's actually going to be a Black Friday game, which I find interesting, right? Like, I don't know about you. I can't stand shopping. I know that sounds crazy. Oh, no, it's not woman. crazy. I'm right there with you. I like Black Friday shopping. I don't. I can't. I can't. I can't be around crowds. You get get the best deals. No, it's too much. It's too much. I agree. It's it's too too much. much. It is. Thank you. Oh, Rebecca, I like. I know. Like, I knew there was a reason why we connected immediately. (laughs) If I walk into a mall, I I immediately just want a Wetzel's pretzels and a and a nap. (laughs) <laughs> and and that's that's it. That's really all that I need in life. Don't forget the Cinnabon. <laughs> oh, sometimes the smell is just enough. You know, the whole mall, it makes the I, whole mall smell like Cinnabon. It's delicious. I, I just, I, I can't, I can't fight with the people. I don't want to, I don't want to fight about an item. I, I don't want to, I can't like, I, I can't imagine standing in line to pay for an item longer than three minutes. I, I, I just, 
I'd rather sit at home and, and order on Amazon and have it be delivered. And I if it completely fit, agree. It's an easy return. Uh, it's, it's just, it's how I roll. But there is a Black Friday game on. So on November 24th at three o'clock in the afternoon, while, you know, and, and it, it's so stereotypical. I hate saying it because I'm about to say, while the women are shopping, the men are going to be home watching the game. It's so horrible. It's so like, but that's the mindset, right? No, it's so, true. It's true. I, I mean, it's just I, like, because, you know, I'd be like, honey, um, go have fun shopping. I'm going to stay home and I'm going to watch the Miami Dolphins play the Jets. <gasps> oh my gosh. I would do the same so thing. It, <laughs> so it, it would be, it would be role reversal. Right. So, um, <laughs> so, so for, and it's going to be on prime, Amazon prime. Uh, we're going to have our first black Friday game and, uh, that would be November 24th. It'll happen at three o'clock in the afternoon and Miami at the jets, the jets favored by two and a half. So, uh, so again, just this, the schedule was just released two hours and 19 minutes ago. And so I did a quick overview and I wanted to give you some insight in, in what's out there and, and who's favored and what's going on. Um, here is something that to definitely jump on. Who has the easiest schedule? Do you guys want to take a guess? Who has the easiest schedule this season in the NFL? The Colts. How about the Colts? No, they don't. Rebecca, you want to take a stab? Mm, Dolphins. Who has the easiest no, no, the Saints, believe it or not. The Saints have the easiest schedule in the NFL, and their win total is nine and a half. And I would take the over for a number of reasons. Number one, their division, way too easy. Carolina, rookie quarterback. Atlanta, second-year quarterback. Tennessee, Tannehill, Derrick Henry, do they get traded at some point in time in the season? Possibly. Wouldn't be shocked. So they're playing, and, and they oh, and oh, by the way, as we know, they have Derek Carr now as their, their starting quarterback. Uh, their defense is solid. They've got a lot of offensive weapons. Um, so, so the Saints are easily going to win their division. On top of playing uh, Carolina, Atlanta, and Tennessee twice, they also take on the NFC North with no Aaron Rodgers. So outside of the Detroit Lions, and again, I think people are sleeping on the Minnesota Vikings. I know a lot of people love the Bears. I just, I, I can't buy into the Bears until Justin Fields can prove to me that he can actually pass accurately a football. Uber athletic, like, do I want Justin Fields on my fantasy team? Absolutely. But I, I need to see more from him in like real life football to, to, to prove to me that the Bears are going to win some football games. Now, they improved the offensive line. They added, um, they added a lot of more weapons. Their defense is, is, is solid. But um, still the NFC North without Aaron Rodgers, uh, the, there's, there's a lot of games there that can be had for the Saints. And then outside of those divisions that they're playing, they're going to go up against the Giants, the Patriots, and the Rams. So... Uh, the Saints have the easiest schedule uh, in the in in the NFL this coming season, and their win total is nine and a half. So I would take the over with that. By the way, I would take the over. Who do you guys think has the toughest schedule this year in the NFL? Who do you think has the the most difficult schedule? 
I'll say the Cowboys. No. Rebecca, want to take a guess? Um, no, I don't. <laughs> you don't want there's the, I'll say, okay, the, there's, I'll say there's, the Dolphins again. <laughs> there's thirty there's thirty more there's thirty teams to pick from. Uh the Patriots have the most difficult good. schedule. Good. This <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. I say good. Okay, the Patriots have the most difficult schedule in the NFL. Why? Uh, of course, they're going up against the Bills, the Jets, now that have Aaron Rodgers and the Miami Dolphins. If Tua can stay healthy, watch out. So there's that. They're also going to have to go up against the NFC East and the AFC West. Two very competitive divisions. So they're going to have to go up against the Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. Two of the teams, obviously, as we know, competed in the Super Bowl this year. And their other three, like kind of like, Outside of the division games, the Steelers, who I think will be better this year, the Saints, and the Colts. So the Patriots have the hardest schedule this season. Their win total is seven and a half. So I would play the under there. So if you're looking at, at jumping on some futures bets, the Saints, nine and a half, I would play the over. The Patriots, the most difficult schedule uh, this season, and I would pay, I would play the under of seven and a half. Uh, there will be eight teams with multiple short weeks. What does that mean when you got to play on Thursday? There's going to be teams, get this. Did you guys hear this? There's going to be teams are going to be playing twice on Thursday. Teams are going to be playing twice on Thursday. So teams that have multiple short weeks that they're going to have to deal with the bears, the Steelers, the jets, and the saints. Um, they'll be playing uh, on Amazon Prime two times this season. Um, also, the Packers, the 49ers, the Lions in Washington will be dealing with some short weeks as well. And last but not least, um, this is really interesting as well, and that is Monday Night Football now can begin flexing games. They could not flex games before, which was really weird to me because you know obviously uh we espn slash abc we play a we pay a premium uh to of course have primetime games so does nbc who has the sunday games espn slash abc we know has the monday games and then of course now prime uh amazon prime now has the thursday games so they're primetime games they should be in my opinion the best games they should be the best games. So I actually, I, I, I love this. I love this addition that again, now Monday night football games can be, so now games can be flexed for Thursday, Sunday, and now Monday as well, starting weeks 12 through 17. But you have to, they, they will be giving teams a 12 day notice. Okay. A 12 day notice. But starting this season, Monday night football games will be flexed as well. So a lot of interesting stuff there. Like I said, uh, sit tight. We're going to do a deep dive into the Rams schedule as well as the Chargers schedule coming your way here on Bet LA. Um, quick break. We come back. We'll do a deep dive into that Lakers matchup coming your way tomorrow night. This script played out exactly as planned. Um, I felt like the Lakers go to Golden State, just win one. All they had to do is just win one there, win one game in the Bay Area, come back home, win both in L.A., 
And now you're, you're writing your own script. And I think the Lakers are in a really good situation in order to do that. So we'll do a deep dive next right here on Bet LA 710 ESPN. Right now, let's get back to Bet LA and back to Anita Marks. All right, welcome back to Bet LA. We've got Geeter. I was told, don't call me Chris, <laughs> only my mama calls me Chris. Call me Geeter. And We're you know him, now. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> We're tight, man. Um, yeah. For the pre and the post game show for the Lakers. Let's do a deep dive. As we know, the Lakers, they lost to the Warriors last night, 121 to 106. No surprise to me if you watch me on Daily Wager. I said, this is the perfect script, right? Like the Lakers yep. did what they needed to do, and that's to steal one in the Bay Area. Right, so they went one and one, come back, win two at home, go back to the Bay Area. I was actually surprised that LeBron and AD played as many minutes as they did. That was that's probably the only I thought maybe like ooh, once the game kind of like you, you got the feel, the momentum, you felt like the Golden State Warriors were like feeling, especially Draymond Green was feeling it last night, right? Uh, that that maybe AD and, and LeBron would play so many minutes, but nonetheless. Now they're back at the Crypto.com arena, and we know how bad the Warriors' road record is. Um, I just I feel like this is playing out exactly how it's supposed to. Agree or disagree? Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree with you, Anita. And, I mean, I think when I, you know, on our show before the series started, I said Lakers in six if they're going to win it, Warriors in seven, just because of exactly what you said. you got to steal one of the first two, and I had a feeling they would especially with the Warriors coming off that seven-game series. And I feel like you were in our conference room last night. We felt the same way as you watching the game. James Worthy, Robert Ory, we were saying the same thing, like, man, how, how many minutes are these guys going to play? But because they were within striking distance, and I think it was like around halftime when the Lakers were playing pretty well still, we were like, God, the Lakers want to win this game. Like, they think they can steal this game. And, and it was actually kind of there for the taking. It wasn't like a huge Steph and Clay game. But it just was too much Warriors. They were they just executed too too great down the stretch, and they were at home, like you said. They got a little more calls than, than Lakers, and it just well, it, you know how it goes on the road. So I, I was happy with the, with the Lakers, like getting that one there because uh, it's so hard to win in that arena. But but I think Game Six, they have to get it done, Anita. They have to. Yeah, and I and I believe they do. Um, so so let's start breaking down that preview. First and foremost, AD, concussion, no concussion. The wheelchair to me was very dramatic. Um, yeah. I, was on with, I was on with Mason in Ireland today. I said really what they need to do is they just um, – Shaq and, and Barkley just totally ripped AD. So I, I said what the Lakers need to do is they just need to play that clip of Shaq and, and Barkley ripping him on a, on a loop all day today just to kind of like get – I don't even know if AD needs more motivation. I've really enjoyed watching him play this series. But nonetheless, uh, fill us in. What is the latest uh, in regard to AD? Any concern there that he will not be ready to go tomorrow night? I definitely was concerned last night, but I think now that I've heard Darvin speak and the reports that we're all hearing that he feels 
good and he's going to go most likely. I then you know I'm, I'm confident. I, I feel like AD's you know he, he's in the right headspace uh, and, and he's ready to go. I, I going back to what you were saying though with Charles and and Shaq and everyone kind of going in on him. I mean, listen, it was it was a report from Chris Haynes and it was like it just got it just didn't sound great, right? Like he's he's in a wheelchair and it's just for everyone to be able to to go in on AD. I thought was a little unfair. I like what Draymond Green said today. Like I I, I don't know why we're poking fun at a guy with a head injury, but you know how it is when 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 someone's out there on an island and and you can make fun of them. That's just who who we are, right? We everyone likes to do it. I hope it does motivate AD. Uh, you know, I would love for him to win tomorrow night, flip on his ring, and and, and show Charles on on the TNT interview. Um, so for me, listen, whatever you can use as motivation. I'm game. I'm with you, though, Anita. Like, I, I love what AD's done. I, I, it, it always baffles me, just the criticism he gets. I mean, I think people expect him to go 40 and 20 every game. But has there been a better defensive player in the world in the playoffs? Absolutely not. And he's one of the rare guys, maybe Jimmy Butler's the other guy, that is expected to do everything on offense and everything on defense. Who else as a star? I mean, most stars are, you know, have to carry the load offensively. AD has to be the best guy on both ends of the floor every night or he gets killed and the Lakers usually lose. I mean, he, he really is the MVP. Yeah, no, no, I, I'm, I'm with you. So, uh, so where it stands right now, uh, the Lakers, um, they're favored by two. Yeah. I, I, again, we're on the same page. I think the Lakers close it out tomorrow night at home. But also, I think it's it's one and the same. The, the, AD is the straw that stirs this drink. So if you believe yep. that the Lakers are going to win, to me, you've I, and I'm going to play the AD over points, assists, and rebounds at forty and a half, right? Like, like to me, it's yeah, like it's oh, one. No, it's, no. It, like 100%. like I, I might even like throw in some change with the same game parlay, right? Like, I mean, um, I, I love that bet. Anita, I love that bet because think about it. He's 23 and 15 tomorrow for sure. You add the – yeah, no, he's getting that. He's getting that. I love that line. And I like going I'm, – I'm a little – I don't. I wish the line was more than minus two. I like when the Warriors are minus seven and a half because that tells you the Warriors are winning the game. Minus two scares me. Can that go up to five? Lakers by four and a half? Then I feel a little more comfortable. <laughs> Here, Here's another one for you. The over-under is 221. So you – You've you've got. Do you have a feel that like I, I just you know there's there really there really hasn't been a lot of consistency yeah. in regard to pace of these games. They you know some have been slower than others. Uh, they're ranging anywhere between eighty two to ninety two possessions per team. So I, I don't you know what what what's your feeling in, in regard well, to the when pace? When I hear of that line, so so the over under is two twenty one. You said and a half. 221. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when I hear that, I, I like that actually because I feel if the Lakers win this game, which I'm hoping for and I'm, you know, putting out there, I, I think it's a lower scoring. I think when the Lakers win, it's, it's, it's the 108-101 type of game. You know, 112-107. I think for them to win, the Warriors can't be putting up, you know, 120. They're not going to win those games. They can't, you know, outshoot the Warriors. You can't, you know, match three for three with them. When the Lakers win these games, it's, 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 it favors them because of the lower scoring and, and, it's, and it's their defense that wins. So I like that. I, I like that. And, and I would go under. 
All right, enough with our love fest with the Lakers. Let's look big picture. <laughs> okay, I feel like you and I are like, oh, yes, they're going to yeah. win. Yeah. Oh, yes, AD is going to be great. Oh, yes, he's going to hit over his points, assists, and rebounds. Yeah. Um, so, again, Geeter joining us here on Bet LA. Let's look big picture. Let's just let's, let's be the uber optimists and, mm-hmm. um, and just assume that they're going to win the series. And, and I'm going also to assume that the Denver Nuggets are going to win their series. How do the Lakers match up against the Nuggets? I love that series if it goes that way. And like you said, we're just putting it out there. I'm not mm-hmm. putting any bulletin board material out there for the Warriors. I, I respect that franchise. They're so good. I love Steve and what they've been able to do. But, but I would love to see Lakers Nuggets. I love Jokic, the way he plays, what Josh Kroenke, the owner, has done there with that franchise. is truly incredible. They have pieces that fit. KCP, former Laker. I think that matchup is awesome for both teams. Like, I, Listen, the Lakers play them well. They always have. It was 2-2 this year. Um, the AD-Jokic matchup is one of the more fun ones you get because both guys get up for it so much. And, and AD used to kind of dominate it early, and then Jokic became, you know, the three-time MVP. And, and, and he's just he's so competitive. So I, I love that matchup. That's the one I want. Listen, if, if it ended up being Suns-Lakers, you're not going to hear me cry. Uh, I'd love to see KD and LeBron finally play because they seem to never get to square off. And, and, and I think the Lakers would win that series. I would love to see Denver. I think that's a fun one. I think that's what the NBA needs. And, and, and I think that's one that could go seven games. I'm with you. Last but not least, let's turn our attention to what's going on in the East and the Miami Heat. I just, it's, it's unbelievable the, the postseason that they're having, right? Like taking Crazy. care of the Bucks, and then, and then now taking care of uh, the, the Knicks. Yes, the Knicks did win last night. I think that they do close it out tomorrow night in, in Miami. Your, your your thoughts on this Heat team and how far you think they can go? It's funny. People don't ever think they're good enough. And I remember when they played the Lakers in the bubble, everyone said, well, it's because they were in the bubble. I just thought that team was mentally tougher than everyone in the East. And Jimmy Butler proved how good he is in the playoffs and it's just ironic that we're seeing it again now it doesn't matter if they're on the road if they're an eight seed and if there's a packed arena or or or, or your disney world with nobody there the team is tough they believe in their culture they defend jimmy is that dude they plug guys into the system our, our former uh, colleague here at spectrum uh karan butler tough shoes one of the greatest guys uh, I've ever got to work with. I remember when he left and, and, and he went there, you know, to the coach and, and he talked to us about the culture and that's the one job that he would have left for. Um, he wanted to be a part of that and just what they've built and what Riles does and Spo is, you know, without a doubt, a top, you know, three coach in the, in the league, in my opinion. And, and I just, I, I love it because they just plug guys in and injuries don't bother them and they don't care and they don't have excuses and they grind you out, and they shoot threes, and they, they can just beat you a number of different ways. Kevin Love is throwing outlet passes. Uh, it, it's just a lot of fun. Uh, they, they can get to the finals, Anita. I'm telling you. Like, I, I know Philly and Boston would be favored, but I don't think that bothers Miami one bit. One bit. They're, they're mentally tougher than everyone in that conference. They're mentally tougher, and also I, I think Eric Spolstra is, is one of the best oh, coaches. He's so good. I know. He's so good. But but he's been groomed for this, right? He's been yeah, groomed no doubt. for this. And since you know he, what? You know what? Anita? Since, since he was no in the womb. What? Yeah, since he was in the womb, and and Pat, you got to give Riles so much credit too. Like he's been Pat's guy, and and whether you win or lose, 
he's their guy. And it's not about, oh, let's go look for another coach and we're getting pressure from this player or that player. Spoh's the guy. And when the front office believes that he's the guy and the players believe in him, he's, he's, he's a made man, right? And now you see it uh, with teams that people think shouldn't win and he's winning series and he's out coaching people and he's not afraid to. What, what I always say is like, listen, great coaches – we'll always make adjustments in series, right? Like it goes from game to game. You're watching Steve do it right now, and Darwin's doing a great job too. Pretty proud of that staff for being able to match up with the Warriors. But in-game adjustments are just as important, but they're so hard because it is hard when you're coaching and, and, and to in-game change on the fly. You know, like Darwin made a great move going with Lonnie Walker in, in game four and sticking him in the fourth quarter and riding him the whole way. That's a big deal. That's a big move for Darwin. A lot of guys wouldn't be able to pull that off. So expose that guy, man. He's not afraid to make in-game adjustments. He's the best in the series, and, and, and I believe in that Miami team, 100%. Gator, thank you so much for spending time with us uh, tonight on Bet LA. Really do appreciate it. And enjoy the game tomorrow. Anita, I now follow you on Instagram. Anytime you need me on the show, <laughs> you let me know. You got it. You got it. You rock, man. <laughs> right. Thank you so much. Thanks. I, so I appreciate much it. Thanks. All right. Our, our Lakers love fest right here on Bet LA. We're both going to take the Lakers minus two. Well, I don't know. He probably can't wager. I can. I'm going to take the Lakers minus two. Uh, and I'm also going to take AD. Uh, over points, assists, and rebounds. As as long as we hear tomorrow, throughout the day tomorrow, it'll be the big news uh, that he'll be A-OK, 100% and healthy and ready to rock and roll against the Golden State Warriors. Uh, <laughs> um, sit tight. We still have a lot more coming your way right here on Bet LA 710 ESPN. Right now, let's get back to Bet LA and back to Anita Marks. Boy, brace yourself. Denver's up by almost 20. 18 to be exact. 44 to 26 right now into the first. How about that? Kevin Durant, two points. Booker, five points. Booker, two of eight from the field. Durant, 0 of four from the field. You know who's balling out? Jokic. That's who. He's already got 14 points. I told you to take the over of 29 and a half and Denver plus two and a half. That's looking good right now. Um, again, we'll keep you posted on this Denver-Phoenix game. But also, we've got a championship taking place this Saturday. It is the XFL. I've got my picks and my plays for you. Uh, last week, if you missed it, Stormy Bone and Tani joined us on the program to preview this big matchup. You've got the D.C. Defenders going up against the Arlington Renegades. D.C. is favored by six at this point. When I spoke to uh, Stormy last week, uh, that line now is up to six and a half. The over-under is at 48. Let's listen in. Again, this is Stormy Bonantani, one of our sideline reporters here at ESPN who's been covering the XFL all season long. Yeah, absolutely. I'm pumped, and it's still such a crazy matchup. Obviously, the D.C. Defenders have been the best team in the league all season long, and their record shows it. But I don't think a lot of people, despite how how much like people liked Arlington early on with Bob Stoops being their coach, like they largely have been brutal to watch throughout the course of the season. Let's call it spade a spade. They were a four-win regular season team. No one as this team progressed throughout the season 
thought that they would be in this position, yet here they are, and their offense has been reinvigorated with Luis Perez. It's going to be a fun game, I think. I The bet that I pulled the trigger on right away was actually the total. I bet the over 46 and a half, and death taxes and D.C. overs, right? 10 and 1 to the over throughout the course of the season. They average around 30 points per game. Arlington, like I said, they've gotten so much better. The addition of Luis Perez has added, just on a per-game basis, over six additional points, over 100 yards more per game with his presence. They're moving the football more. They're actually scoring offensive touchdowns, which is a new and unique thing for this Arlington squad. So I I, I bet the over 46.5, I'm definitely going to be looking for live betting opportunities to see if I can get a lower number as well, if it's a slower starting game like we've seen with so many D.C. and Arlington games throughout the course of the season. So if I can get a lower number and bet a live over, that would be great. I was on the sideline for their regular season meeting a few weeks back, and D.C. led 26-9 to after three quarters, and then Arlington just comes all the way back as 10-point underdogs to force overtime. They eventually lost 28-26. And so as far as the side goes, I'm really battling the thought process of was that a product of D.C. just taking their foot off the gas and letting up? Or did Arlington really find something in that D.C. defense they could penetrate and take advantage of come championship day in San Antonio? I lean laying the points with D.C., but I'm on the fence right now. So the over is my favorite way to play this. I like it. Um, this is an Arlington. They beat Houston 26 to 11, holding them to less than 100 passing yards. Um, their wide receiver, uh, Arlington's wide receiver, Peyton, had two touchdowns. Uh, their running back, Smith, had 94 rushing yards. And, uh, and, and, and I, I love the, the little clip that ESPN was showing Stormy with Bob Stoops. What did he say? Like, how the heck did that happen? Like, Bob Stoops was yeah. surprised. That, that they even they even beat Houston. So, you know, so I guess my, my question is, you know, I'm with you. I'm on the D.C. side. I'll lay the points. Um, I like the over here as well. I think you're spot on there. But, like, how does this Renegades team find the confidence after they see their coach going, how the heck did that happen as he's shaking hands? Right? Yeah, I think that I think that it's not necessarily, like, how the heck did that happen? Like, we're not good enough to be here, but just the way that that game played out, I don't think they expected to dominate to that extent. And um, I feel like, if anything, just ignore what Bob Stoops had to say there in the in the post game because they've clearly been playing with a lot more confidence lately. And to your point about their defense, they have been such an under team throughout the course of the year because that defense has been so effective and the offense has been largely non-existent until the last handful of weeks. And so the fact that they've put the offense together, they're definitely clicking at a different level and it's positive. And I think that they're going to come into this game with a mindset to, of course, try to win and continue to build on all of the great things that they have. I just think that DC is going to be too much for them. And I think of, how many times I've covered the defenders and getting to know Reggie Barlow as well as I have and how geared up he will have this team. You don't have a regular season like that. I mean, it would be an, one of the biggest ultimate letdowns and disappointments if D.C. has the regular season that they have and then they don't come away with ultimately winning the title. I've been so impressed with 
Jordan Ta'amu and the ability that he's developed from not just being a rushing quarterback early on in the season to really developing his arm and moving the football downfield. Still, D.C. is the best rushing team in the XFL. So if there's any team that's going to give Arlington's defense a problem, it's going to be the defenders, in my opinion. Again, Stormy Bonantani, uh, who's done an excellent job for us here at ESPN covering the XFL week in and week eight. So again, DC, the DC defenders favored by six and a half. The over-under is at 48. Uh, I'm going to follow Stormy's lead. She knows better than anyone, right? Um, week nine, these two teams played each other. DC won 28 to 26. Uh, they are nine and one this season and the best team uh, in the XFL for good reason. They put up 335 points to Amu, their quarterback. Uh, he was uh, nominated or won, nominated and won offensive player of year, put up 258 yards and two touchdowns against Seattle. They had to beat Seattle, the sea dragons in order to advance to this XFL championship. They've got a ton of weapons, so many weapons that four players on offense made it to the all XFL team this season. Greg Williams, of course, if you remember him, defensive coordinator with the Saints, got in a little bit of trouble, uh, but nonetheless is the defensive coordinator for the D.C. Defenders. Um, He has been allowing, that defense has been allowing 30 points a game their last five. Another reason why I'm leaning towards the over, Renegades, they're four and six on the season, but Luis Perez is their quarterback, and he took over mid-season. So, I do believe that they would have a better record if they had Perez as their quarterback from the get-go. He put up 285 yards and three touchdowns against a very good Houston defense in order to win in advance and make it to the championship. Uh, So they were very impressive against Houston. Uh, Bob Stoops, by the way, is the head coach of the Renegades. Reggie Barlow is the head coach of D.C. Barlow won coach of the year. Another reason why I'm leaning towards D.C. So again, that XFL championship coming your way on Saturday. Uh, D.C. minus six and a half. I'm going to lay the points. But probably the one play that is my favorite play is the over at 48. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. Tyler Fulgham is going to join me, my partner in crime uh, with Daily Wager that you can tune into Monday through Friday on ESPN2 from 6 to 7 p.m. He's a huge Rams fan uh, as well as a Lakers fan. So uh, we'll uh, we'll start doing a deeper dive into that NFL schedule release for the Rams when we come back and we kick off our number two of Bet LA here on 710 ESPN.